This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. Judaism teaches us that we must feed our animals before we feed ourselves in the morning. And by tending to the neediest first, You'll grow your kindness and you'll show your respect for all creatures. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. Years back, I remember phoning the pediatrician in utter terror. I remember waiting three hours for a callback where I sat on a hold for another 40 minutes because one of my kids was standing with about five other little ones burning ants with a magnifying glass. And I remember thinking that this might be a red flag to them becoming a future, God forbid, Dexter. And I was horrified. And I remember, like it was yesterday, her response to my story because she was super calm and succinct. She said, you know, it's very common in little kids to imitate something they've seen without really understanding what it truly means. So your job is not to worry. Your job is to teach them right from wrong, to turn them into decent citizens of the world, or as I like to call it in Yiddish, turn them into menches. Now, one of the primary ways to teach our children what it means to be a mensch is to understand, absorb, and fully manifest the mitzvah of kavod habriot. This means the commandment to show respect and kindness to all creations. From human beings through to the tiniest swarming bugs, This fundamental soul trait is also primary to the value of unity without uniformity, and its principles can be taught to the youngest of children. And one of the best ways to teach it is by getting a family pet. Now, whether that pet is a dog or a cat, a turtle or a goldfish, animals have one very important trait in common. They don't understand time, and they have a difficult time dealing with delayed gratification. And while human beings may not excel at this either, the Torah doesn't give us impossible tasks and commands. And this is why Judaism teaches us that we must feed our animals before we feed ourselves in the morning. Why? Because they simply cannot wait. They can't be told, listen, Rova, after mommy has their coffee, I'll get you your breakfast. So be patient. Sit quietly. Go back to sleep. Watch TV. Play on your iPad for a half an hour. (laughs) Well, when your child is very small, it can be a great gift to them to buy them a small fish and leave it by their bed to feed first thing. Now, tiny hands can do that very well, even before the age of three, I've noticed. And you want to praise them when they remember to do it, and you want to remind them when they don't. And you might even say something like, you know, that fish doesn't understand waiting for a few moments. It causes the fish discomfort to wait to be fed. And by tending to the neediest first, you'll grow your kindness and you'll show your respect for all creatures. 
This mitzvah is also meant to teach us that if the animal's dignity is important to be mindful of, that we must be even more mindful of our fellow human beings' dignity, being respectful and showing kindness to all creations is not an impossible task. The first chief rabbi of Israel, the great Rav Kook, teaches that love happens in concentric circles. The first and innermost circle is your love and respect for yourself, the relationship you have with your own worth and your own dignity, the appropriate self-love that's necessary to go beyond oneself and into the rest of the world. But after that circle is your family, and that includes even those members with whom you don't have such a good fit. You know, the difficult sister-in-law, the problematic parent, the brother who provokes you, the nasty aunt or uncle. Now, this, of course, does not include the truly evil, who really are rarely who you think they are. Instead, think of the people in your life who might be a match for you if you needed a kidney donation, God forbid. Think of the people who provide you with your first exposure to love. And after that circle is your broader family, the entire Jewish community, including the land of Israel and its people. These are your extended family, and they are quite literally connected to your soul. The Torah teaches us that there were 600,000 core souls that left Egypt and stood at Mount Sinai to receive the Ten Commandments and part of your soul was there. We Jews were deeply interconnected at a soul level. Now beyond that is all the people of the world of every race, every creed, every religion, every other human being. We were all created in the image of God, as we say in Hebrew, B'Selem Elohim. And we all contain a spark of the divine There is no us versus them. There is only us. Now beyond that circle are all the animals and every single creeping, crawling thing on planet Earth. Rev. Cook enjoins us to have a solid relationship with ourselves, the center circle, because it's your relationship there that will inform your relationships with the other concentric circles. You know, I've noticed something. Often, There is a disconnect for people in this area. I personally know someone who has devoted her whole life to the care of endangered species. All of her charitable dollars, her time, and her love are devoted to this cause. Now, this is without question a noble endeavor, but she doesn't seem to notice that her brother-in-law has been out of work for a year and can't make his mortgage payments, and that her sister is suffering and struggling to put bread on the table. And this, well, this is an issue, because as much as we care about the world, when we fail to see what's right in front of us, well, then we're navigating those circles incorrectly. So if you've got a kid who likes to squish bugs like one of my kids did, well, don't worry. You're not raising a serial killer. This is a normal phase of development for many children, but you want to teach them this principle. God asks us to treat all of his creatures with respect and care. And if a child points out differences in appearance, in ability, in race, or color, try this response to them. 
You know, honey, God makes all human beings in his image. The outside of a person is always going to look different, whether it's their face or their smile, their body, their skin color. But the part of the person that makes them human, well, that's the soul inside of them. And just like God makes different colored and shaped fruits and flowers for us to enjoy, well, he also makes people that way too. And there is no better flower or fruit or look of a person. Because once you get to know a soul, you don't focus on the differences anymore, only on what we have in common. Or we'll get to a place where we can celebrate our differences. Lucky for us, we get to enjoy God's special varieties in people, too. This is what it means to focus on what unites us rather than what divides us. This respect for all creatures is foundational, and it's a vital part of creating a peaceful society. Teach yourself and your children by modeling a wider variety of relationships and friendships. Open up your tent and welcome in those who look and act and think differently than you do. Because when we achieve this, everyone benefits. We love ourselves more. We give the gift of decency to our families. We bring honor to God. And you know, even that pesky fly in your house will benefit. Because instead of just grabbing a fly swatter, you might just want to try and open a window and let it out. This week, can we examine the concentric circles of our lives and adjust our priorities accordingly? Can we truly see what is right in front of us while not being blind or dismissive to that which seems far from our experience? Because when we teach our children to use Jewish wisdom to become menches, well then, then we become menches ourselves. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.